1: I'm finding it harder and harder. Well, let's just, I'm going to cut to the chase. Y'all know I'm chronically online. And one of the enjoyments of watching sporting events in this day and age is watching it together with your family, your online family. Jillio, you've been a part of this. Sporting events are somewhat more entertaining with all the jokes that are being made on social media uh, it's a good way to find out what might be going on there at on the site. You know, if somebody's covering it; those types of things. I've got, I've met some really cool people thanks to thanks to Twitter and our mutual appreciation of all things ACC. Hashtag, go ACC. Okay. However, it's becoming less and less fun as of late because all anything. It all, it all degenerates into officiating now, all officiating, all the time. Now, some of that is the fault of the ACC in college basketball officiating in general, and I almost feel like we could just start the show and ask the central question, what is a foul? Or more specifically, what is flagrant and what is not? Like in the case last night with Judah Mintz, had he argued that what he was doing on his way to the basket when he elbowed R.J. Davis and was called for a flagrant one. If he had argued with the officials, y'all, 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 I was celebrating before I scored the bucket. And the officials were like, oh, you mean like the other night with what happened with Kyle Filipowski? Gotcha, man. My bad. We'll take that off the board. It, it's, it's, It's... It's getting me to lose what's left of my hair trying to understand what I've seen from Saturday night to Monday night to Tuesday night in the ACC, man.
0: Hey, you're looking for uniformity and consistency out of human beings, which is not possible. Yeah. I said human beings, Mm -hmm. but do you really know where the replay, it's the replay that is bringing the flagrant fouls and the contact, that's what's changing on a game-to-game basis. Yeah. Because just take all the names out of it because we're not capable in this area of just having a conversation about officiating when we include names, okay? Basketball player on offense goes to the basket, makes a move to the basket. The defender gets in his way, okay? I thought the basketball player going to the basket last night was the aggressor, Mm -hmm. and there should have been a foul on the aggressor, okay? Okay. That should have just been a foul on the aggressor, and if that team's in the bonus, great, they go to the foul line. If not, it's the other team's ball. In real time, Roger Ayers, who truly is one of the three best officials in the ACC, correctly called that a charge because the contact was initiated by the offensive player, Mm -hmm. okay? But you have to go to the monitor now for everything. There can't just be a call. Mm Mm-hmm. So they go to the monitor, and, and lo and behold, yeah, uh, the contact was Mince's elbow going into Davis's face. Do you think it was intentional? I do not. I think okay. he was making a basketball play. I agree. I think R.J. Davis was playing defense. Mm-hmm. And again, I thought the foul was on Mince. It either should have been, you know, again, if you're in the bonus, which Carolina would have been, you go to the line, shoot your free throws, move it along. Yeah. To go to the monitor, to go to the flagrant, to award the, the free throws and the ball, it does change how the game is played and does change the outcome of the game. Again, you need to recognize in real time, one of the best officials in the ACC made the correct call. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until we bring the replay in and go into the super slow motion of, well, what happened? Yeah, And it's like, you know, sometimes maybe we should just go on the actual flow and intent. So I would go back to the celebration thing to you and say to you, I actually thought they got that right because in real time, it was a guy made a shot, turns around, is not paying attention, and inadvertently hit somebody. The only reason we would even see that is because of the cameras and because of the replay. So to me, I think the more we trust the actual people on the floor, when we say humans, Mm -hmm. that's when we start veering into this territory of, well, was it flagrant one? Was it flagrant two? Was some you know? Let's go to hockey. Was there blood on the play? Always yeah. my favorite. And you got the guy like in there, like cutting his lip with like a razor blade, like he's uh, Dusty Roads or something. But
1: I think we can all agree it's taken away from the enjoyment of watching college basketball.
0: Yes, yes, because we slow down the end game scenarios to mm-hmm. such that we can't just let the players play it out. And no. maybe even and to that's, your point, and that's where okay, see. And maybe is, even to your point, Joe, it's a forty minute game, and for thirty-eight, we say let's play it out. That's the and thing. And then we get to the final two and we're like, well, that's, let's micro, that's, let's micromanage all of this.
1: That's the thing that bothers me the most. I completely agree with you that these are human things. If they had called it differently uh with RJ Davis and that he wasn't really playing defense, he was just stumbling into the area at the right time while Mintz was trying to score and he's doing what he's taught to do, which is to play
0: through contact
1: sure. and try to Score if they called nothing on that play, I would have been okay with that too. Um, there's you know there's things that you're taught and you're you know you're trying to win a game. Maybe you're trying to draw contact to get the and one. Which by the way, this is another inconsistency. We praise North Carolina for doing this and being very successful at getting to the line. But when another team basically tries to do the same thing, it doesn't work for them. And we're like, well, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you shouldn't have fouled. Maybe you shouldn't have raised your elbow. You see where we can't have it both ways? Now, there are some fundamental things that players are taught, and I don't blame Mintz for doing what he did. You can't excuse what Joe Girard did. I mean the reason why Syracuse lost that game is because Gerard, a coach's kid, like the unofficial traveling Beheim, made one of the most fundamentally unsound basketball moves I've seen in quite some time by trying, why did you why did you play the basketball back in bounds underneath the
0: basket, dude? Your own basket. Y- yeah. It didn't make
1: any sense. It didn't make any sense. But there, so what happened, with, what happened with R.J. Davis is essentially what happened at the beginning of the game where they were calling charges on Caleb Love, where I could make the same argument that why should he reward Syracuse for getting guys at the right place at the right time and not really playing defense? This is a larger conversation about charges and blocks. What happened to calling blocks? Can somebody explain to me what happened to calling blocks? Unless
0: it's in the circle, you know, the designated circle but where you're not allowed to take I get one. that part, but you know It does those th- seem to be everything is a charge.
1: Everything, you know, there are, the blocks can occur outside the restricted circle, okay? So you can call that too, but they don't seem to be doing it. And on Saturday in right, actually was, was actually Sunday morning in the heat of everything that was going off on NC State in North Carolina. I tweeted out this I tweeted this out. It's always fascinating to go to doubleheaders like today, meaning that I went to the Cameron Indoor game between Duke and Miami and then the State Carolina game. Went from combat under the basket in Durham to whatever the hot mess was in Chapel Hill. You don't know what to expect game. Damn, I can elevate that and say I don't know what to expect within a game, too, because to your point, we're playing it one way for 38 minutes and suddenly it gets crunch time, and we're being really, really careful to not screw it up, which then, of course, when you're trying – Really hard not to screw something up. When you're gripping, you end up screwing it up. I would prefer, I would prefer if we understand that basketball is a contact sport and that you have to allow for people to play defense sometimes and then also call out things that are not defense, like what I thought was the case with R.J. Davis. Again, that's a fundamental difference of how I saw the play going out, but I want to be clear about this. I'm okay with how it played out because it's humans doing this. Humans made the call, which gets us to the larger point in that if we all recognize that humans are doing it, I want to know what operates in your brain to think, well, that human is doing this on purpose against my team. Because that's another fascinating thing that I found out from Saturday to today, where it went from, ah, obvious oh yes, you're just out there throwing red meat to the Wolfpack. You're trying to just, you know, co-sign that there's this conspiracy that they're out to get the wolf pack. I go, no, 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 no. I'm pointing out that officiating is pretty sketchy night in, night out. I say sketchy. I should say it's very um questionable at times as to what they're doing. And there's a variety of reasons as to why. Replay is the biggest one. That's the biggest thing that's going but on But I also
0: here. think... These guys, you you have to understand, they're all graded. Okay? Yeah, I know. And you'd be surprised. Who's going to replace them? No, no, no. But what I'm getting at here we is is we're, we're picking out the four or five plays in the game that we think might be wrong but might turn out to be technically correct. Mm-hmm. Okay? So for 90% of the game, they get the calls right. Sure they do. And that might even be a low number. Maybe. But then all of a sudden, we want to get into, and again i have this problem with the nfl as well we 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 get into these super zoom yeah. you know moment it's like oh they did this they did that and it's like let's watch I, I have a new rule for replay okay let's watch it in real time oh i'm with you on that you know what i'm saying like, i would, get, I would okay. get rid of i would get rid of uh, other, than, other than boundary plays like boundary plays yes did the person yeah. step out yes we need that we need the super slow we need this we need that the rest of the stuff Let's watch it in real time, and it, you know what? If it's at, that's what happened, that's what happened. I'll take it a step further, and I have no problem no, admitting it. we can't, I've, we can't I've I've get my, rid of it I've replay. changed my mind
1: on this completely. I used to be all in on replay, get the call right, all that stuff. It's made the product worse. Get rid of it, and then when you got a problem with it, Jim Phillips, Brian Kersey, whoever else should just come out with the sunglasses and the deal with it glasses come out. The ACC's Twitter account should have a gif of sunglasses descending from the sky onto Brian Kersey, the head of officials now for the ACC. And it just goes, deal with it and move on with your life. And then you can argue about it on social media all day, which is honestly made watching it with social media up kind of not fun.
0: (sighs) it seems like
1: things are narrowing down. I mean, depending on which Panthers insider you follow, uh, it's Steve Wilkes and Frank Wright, right? You know, two guys with with Panthers connections, by the way. But if the Steve Wilkes ones is obvious. Frank Wright does have a connection back to the Panthers. So if you, f- if you read Joe Person from The Athletic, it, it doesn't seem like the Steve Wilkes interview went well or that they talked to him again and they weren't going over roster stuff or personnel stuff, and that they did with Frank Reich. But then if you look at Mike Kay or Sheena Quick, uh, who covered the Panthers, well, the Wilkes thing went fine. It, again, it all depends on who you're talking to. The one thing I can say, it looks like Sean Payton is not going to be a head coach in the NFL next season. Or if he is, it'll be a last-minute surprise because – NFL insiders have started to wonder out loud or hear that Sean Payton doesn't really like any of these jobs and that there's the possibility of better jobs opening up next season. For instance, the Chargers, where he gets Frank Herbert, Frank Herbert, Justin Herbert, Frank Herbert, Dune. Get Frank, too. That was totally new, though. I enjoyed I like that. Am I going, I'm going to the author, of, right? That's Dune? I have no idea. Who's Frank Herbert? I have no idea. Isn't that the guy who authored Dune? Right?
0: I mean you have a computer in front of you. Anyway, I need I, to do it I'm, for you. Not- he is actually <laughs> Frank okay. Herbert. Thank you. It
1: might you know, it might be because I was reading something about uh the Dune uh, sequel that's coming out later this year, regardless. Uh wow. That was a screw up. <laughs> Wanna start
0: segment over or No, no, no. no, no we'll no, keep no. it moving. Just we'll pick push it up there.
1: It. You know I'm gonna play through contact.
0: You need to. I'm gonna play through contact. Because there's no replay here. No, there's just not. just keep moving.
1: Anyway, so here's Mike Garofalo on because I, I had read this uh, from Mark Maskey from the Washington Post, that some Denver sources indicated that uh, the, the longer this goes, the more they believe that Payton's not going to be coaching next year. Not that they were going to be nefarious about it, but man, you know what? Connect some dots here. Uh, Fox has Sean Payton. They've enjoyed the coverage of what Sean Payton's going to do this offseason, uh, but he might be waiting for another job that opens up next year. Here's Mike Garofalo f- following that up on the NFL Network.
2: I agree with you. I don't think he's getting that Denver job. Uh, And we've kind of been talking all along that there is a possibility, whether it be 50-50 or even greater than 50-50, that Sean Payton would go back to Fox for one more year because he's not like he's that desperate to get back into coaching that he's just going to take any job. It was going to have to be the right situation on both sides of the table, and it does not feel like that's where we are right now. We're not hearing that, Ian. And we're hearing consistently it's actually the opposite of that. So he could potentially just go back for another year and then come back and look at it next year and see which jobs are open and if those situations are better for him to jump back into the NFL rank. So right now, uh, I agree with you, Ian. I think it's definitely more likely than not that Sean Payton goes back and does another year of TV rather than coaching in the NFL, but we'll let you know when it's a hundred percent that way. Andrew. All right. It was
1: seven- So that's Mike Ruffalo on the, on the NFL network. Follow that up with a Mike Florio piece last night that the Denver Broncos could have a decision or reports might start to come out today, who their head coach is going to be. And again, Sean Payton, not necessarily being one of them, but we are two weeks plus from the end of the regular season. And none of these coaching vacancies have been filled. Um, and there's any number of ways to look at it and i would believe you any way you do want to look at this. And it seems
0: like they're all looking at the same coaches too. Yeah, they are. Cuz Arizona is interested in Frank Reich. And i think i think Frank Reich has i think he got a break from Jim Ursay going crazy mm-hmm. and firing him and bringing in Jeff Saturday when he did. You look at what Frank Reich did with the Colts. Now, keep in mind he was with the Eagles. He was he was the uh, quarterbacks coach or the offense coordinator with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, but with the Colts, ten and six, seven and nine, eleven and five, nine and eight. I mean, then this year they bottomed out. That's that's a pretty good record. Look, it's, as like, long... we're, we're, let's just compare that to five and uh, eleven and five and twelve. Sure, and Jabroni Central that uh, the no, Panthers uh, look, just had. I only have one. I only have one request
1: from Frank Reich. Don't go get. Don't don't go get Carson Wentz. That's all I ask.
0: 'Cause I mean I would, as, I would as, think he has learned that as, lesson.
1: As, look, man, uh, it's a, it's I'm not singling out Frank Reich because just about every offensive coach thinks like this. I'll fix him. Well he had know? him in Philly, which you know, was the connection. Sure. There there was, but yeah. at that point, Carson Wentz was a broken QB and there's always the I will fix him. You know, it's 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 like any sort of relationship. You're thinking, like, no, no, I'll be the one that fix him, you know, like that sort of thing. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. It's time to move on. So I'm making a partial joke there, but let's—I'm just saying that Frank Reich has made some interesting decisions, uh, and one of them is tied to this constant weird desire to make Frank uh, to make Carson Wentz a thing, which, as you can tell, in Washington, also did not work out. Good for Sam Howell, though, because that's what ultimately opened his opportunity. I'm here with the Panthers search, right? In my fantasy world, <laughs> you hire Steve Wilkes because that'll be the home run hire. And you throw a bunch of money at Frank Reich to be the offensive coordinator. Simple as that, right? That that would be my ideal fantasy scenario. But we know that's not the case. Clearly, Frank Reich wants to be a head coach, um, and he might get that opportunity. with The Carolina Panthers.
0: I do. Or Arizona. Or that's Arizona. the problem is these guys are all interviewing for the same
1: jobs. Or, or Arizona, for that matter. Uh, there's also what? Uh, there's also the the other possibility. The reason why these things are going as long as they've gone, is that there are some potential candidates that aren't out of it yet, right? You'll remember what the, the the Minnesota Vikings didn't hire a head coach until after the Super Bowl because they were waiting for what Kevin O'Connell was the guy who was the offensive coordinator for. Um, why, is, why am I drawing a blank from last year? Anyway, you get my point. They waited until the Super Bowl and they eventually hired the guy. Yeah, this isn't like recruiting season. No. It's not like you need a coach. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the longer it goes on... There are people I, who are wondering, you know, I, well, is well, this I, because of Sean Payton well, no, or whatever? Well, let's, no,
0: let's throw another one in there mm-hmm. because we have Houston, we have Arizona, we have the Panthers, we have the Broncos. Other than Steve Wilkes, now, there have been there have been black and minority candidates interviewed. Mm-hmm. Do do we think any of them are going to get hired? No. So maybe there's a game of chicken going on here. Uh, I'm not going to hire anybody because I know it's going to be, like, in the case of the Colts. They're going to get rich. Who? The Colts, they're gonna get ripped. Well, I mean, I think he wants to hire Jeff he, Saturday. He, he, no, he absolutely. I think that's wants what he wants Jeff to Saturday. do, yes. right? Yes. And then, then all of a sudden, you're Arizona, you're like, yeah, but I really, really liked Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now you're Denver, and you're like, well, you know, Sean Payton. I mean, yeah. it's Sean Payton. How do I say no to Sean Payton? And then you get down to the the Panthers, and you're like, well, what? we just had this black coach lead us to a six and six record, but he's not good enough for us. Yeah, we gotta hire some hot white offensive coordinator. So don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate this league either when it comes to hiring coaches in the sense that they want the attention on the games. They might also be saying to them, just take your time. Take your time.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.